0: Here We are Tuesday, the seventh week of Easter, Tuesday, May the 23rd, and um, happy Victorian Day to our Canadian brothers and sisters, which was yesterday, um, the 22nd, and also our daughter Meg's birthday. So, Meg, happy birthday! One day late, actually. I probably well, I might have forgot it, and so I'm saying it today, but I think I actually no, I really did say it yesterday, tour. So, um, today, back in the acts, I just love acts as I've already said so many different times. Acts chapter 20, 17 through 27 are the readings today. Um, when I first read these, I have to say this 1959 song just kind of kept running through my mind Primrose Lane. Primrose Lane, not going to sing, um, but if any of you kind of remember it, and I think some of you may, um, Primrose Lane, life's a holiday on Primrose Lane, just a holiday with you. You know, it's kind of like this walk down memory lane. I read this reading today and I just kind of thought that it was a little walk, a little trip down memory lane. And sometimes, don't we do take those things? And I think it's okay if we do that. You know, maybe on our own we'll do a little walking down memory lane. Just We walk or we're working out and we're thinking about stuff that just kind of just, ah made us feel really good at a time. Or maybe we're, you know, we're on a campfire with friends and we're talking about wonderful memories and things we've experienced together. Those are all so good because again, so often we're so focused on our challenges and we forget all the great blessings. And if we walk a little bit down memory lane, I think we can see that God was right there at the campfire making a s'more with us. So in today's reading, I think Paul is um, wrapping up his third missionary journey. He's been a busy guy and he's looking back at it and he's looking forward at the same time so <clears throat> so it starts out from there's this town from miletus it's in it's in um like modern-day turkey it's kind of south and west from miletus paul had the presbyters or the elders of the church at ephesus which is probably about 30 miles away summoned now i think this is kind of interesting because <clears throat> he's starting to go down memory lane, and he summons them. He doesn't say, hey, could you guys come up and like have a chat? We're going to sit around and think about things. But he summons them, which kind of really lets you know that he really was held in, in a position of esteem and had some authority there. So this is a serious tone. And it's about a day's journey, probably, you know, to go from Ephesus to Miletus. So when they came, the elders, the presbyters to him, he addressed them you. Very personal note. You know how I lived among you the whole time from the day I first came to the province of Asia. I served the Lord with all humility. Now this is an interesting line because humility is really a Christian trait. The Greeks, the Romans wouldn't have thought much of humility. They would have thought that was like a sign of, of weakness. But with love, with God's love, Jesus' love, humility takes on a whole new meaning. And with the tears and trials that came to me because of the plots of the Jews, obviously he was dealing with a lot of stuff in the back, and I did not at all shrink from telling you what was for your benefit, or from teaching you in public or in your homes. And I kind of just picture Paul sitting back, talking to this group that he calls forward, and He's giving this sharing from his heart. He's recounting the story. The story that was within him. He's literally opening his heart up to them. The great things and the challenging and tough things as well. He's really bearing it all. I earnestly bore witness for both Jews and Greeks to repentance before God and to faith in our Lord Jesus. You know, it didn't matter who it was. Jesus is it, and I opened my heart. I went to change hearts. This is what my whole life has been dedicated to doing. But now, compelled by the Spirit, in a sense, bound by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem. And we kind of see at this point, this reference, and and you kind of think about it, it's a bit about, you know, you can think about that Jesus parallel. When Jesus goes, you know, we think about our Palm Sunday, when Jesus is going into Jerusalem, and he knows he's Going to be probably going into, you know, the lion's den. Not a good situation. And so he's going to Jerusalem and he knows it might not be the most pleasant of all experiences. What will happen to me there? I do not know, except that in one city after another, the Holy Spirit has been warning me that imprisonment and hardships await me. Maybe because sometimes the natural consequences of telling. The truth, the natural consequences of preaching Jesus doesn't resonate so well with others. And, you know, you kind of get that sense. Yet I consider life of no importance to me if only I may finish the course. You know, and it's interesting, one of the earlier manuscripts, it says, finish my course with joy. And that's not in our translation, but it is in some of the earlier ones. You know, it's kind of the last chapter. I want to finish that last chapter. That last chapter that began with the first one. The first one on the road to Damascus. When all of a sudden I lose my sight and I hear this voice. Like, who are you, sir? I am Jesus. And this is what I want you to do. And he's been doing it faithfully. And we've all heard that voice. Have we not? Or at least been invited to hear that voice. It came to us in our baptism. And at some point... We, too, will hit that last chapter. And the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to bear witness to the gospel of God's grace. Now, when Paul witnesses to the gospel, I think a couple things happen. First of all, you know, we say gospel, and it's very fast off our tongues. What does gospel mean? Good news. Oh, great. You know, but it's not just hearing it. It's just not articulating it. It's living it out. You know, the Christian life can have some great moments, which it does. But can have some tough ones, too. So to witness to the gospel is not just to hear it, but to fully live all of this out. But now I know, and he continues on to this group of elders, now I know that none of you to whom I preach the kingdom during my travels will ever see my face again. He has this sense. He's not coming back this way again. And so I solemnly declare to you this day, that I'm not responsible for the blood of any of you, for I did not shrink from proclaiming you, the entire plan for proclaiming to you the entire plan of God. In other words, hey, I did my best to let everybody know. You know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So, perhaps as a little bit of a reflection today is, I don't know, go down a little bit of memory lane on your own and. And think about a little journey or time that you've had in your life that, you know, you had ups, you've had downs, but you know that there's a peace at the end of it. And Paul knows that. He senses it. He knows he's close to being with his Jesus in a brand new way. Have a great Tuesday, everyone.